Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Kirschman, and here with Alfred White of the College Football Playoff Strategic uh, Partnerships, and really looking forward to talking about his experiences in the industry. Uh, Alfred's got plenty of, of things to draw upon, and, you know, I just want to start by saying, Alfred, you've been involved in the college athletic space for a while, and, and it's surely an ever-changing landscape, uh, but as you think upon your experiences and kind of the, the seat you sit in now, you know, the college football playoff didn't exist. Um, you know, it was, it was recently that, you know, the BCS polls prior to that, but um, making the transition from a conference uh, where you were prior to that to, you know, now the CFP committee is certainly a different um, role within the landscape. And would love to kind of have you expand upon how you got there and some of your experiences along the way. Well, first of all, thanks for having me today, Jake. Uh, it's uh, really um, nice of you to have me on your on your program. I have uh, I have to ad- admit that I've had um, a little bit of a, a charmed career uh, in the industry. You know, I um, um, got it, got it, got it started. Um, you know, roughly forty years ago, um, about nineteen eighty. After I got out of college, I went to work at Texas Tech in the uh, sports information office, and then um, had a wonderful opportunity to. Um, you know, transitioned to the uh, National Collegiate Athletic Association, uh, the NCAA, where I was for almost 15 years and, and worked on a lot of uh, really cool national championship events and did uh, a lot of uh, neat things uh, from communications to public relations to promotions to corporate marketing. I was a part of the team that uh, actually started the uh, NCAA corporate partner program. Uh, from scratch, and um, it uh, is always uh, kind of uh, fun to, you know, see the uh, progress that program has uh, taken over the years. Um, there are a lot of things that they're doing now that um, uh, we weren't doing back in the very beginning, and so uh, there's uh, been some significant progress made there. Um, had an opportunity with all those experiences at the uh, NCAA to uh, go be a commissioner. Uh, at the Southern Conference um, over in the uh, southeastern part of the United States. And that was a, a really uh, a cool experience. Uh, that led me to the, um, to the NBA and the uh, Development League. I was president of one of the original eight teams of the uh, National Basketball Development League. And um, that was an experience that uh, I'll, I'll never forget. And, um, and then I returned back to college athletics at Conference USA. I was there for 12 years before uh, transitioning to the college football playoff a little over four years ago. And, you know, really the, the, the transition was easy. Um, the, um, the college football playoff uh, is uh, very comparable to um, putting on a conference championship, except you're doing it for the, uh, the national championship. You know, all of the elements of the, um, of the operation of the college football playoff I was familiar with uh, while I worked at uh, both the Southern Conference and Conference USA. Those are all things that uh, we, we we did. Everything that we do at the college football playoff, uh, we did putting on conference championships uh, for uh, those two leagues that I that I worked for. And so the uh, the responsibilities are um, are, are very familiar. Um, the the magnitude of a of a national championship like the, the college football playoff. Of course, was uh, was bigger than either the Southern Conference or, or Conference USA, and so that's probably the uh, uh, the, the major difference between uh, working at a conference office and working for uh, the college football playoff. 
and nonetheless, I mean, you, the stops at the Southern Conference and Conference USA and the G League, I mean, across the board, regardless of size and scale, it, the people, you know, is, is kind of the commonality amongst all, right? And, and uh, the people that make, make the engine go. Can you talk a little bit about your experiences and the relationships you've built along the way and how maybe that's been one of the more important factors for you uh, throughout throughout your journey and and also just how it is such a small world right and and I'm sure you cross paths with people you know maybe even 20 years down the road from one place to the next without a doubt um, the uh, best part of the uh, uh, the experience and the journey have been the um, the, the persons the individuals uh, the characters um, the uh, folks that I've had a chance to uh, interact with in all of these years um, it's, it's it's really been neat um, you know the uh, the coaches, uh, the administrators um, that I've had a chance to uh, get to know and and remain in close contact with, uh, even today uh, from as far back as the '80s when I was at the NCAA, and um, you know even as recently as uh, the time that I spent at Conference USA, uh, people that uh, I've gotten to know. Uh, you know the um, you know, the time that I, I spent um, in, in professional basketball um, was 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 a little challenging for me because that was my my first and only experience uh, out of college athletics. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, there were some some really cool individuals that I got to know um, during that period of time that I worked in um, in professional basketball, and and, and I'll never forget uh, any of the uh, um, you know really neat uh, individuals that I've got a chance to know uh, over these years. And as you think back to the leadership roles that you've had, and, and you, know, you mentioned earlier in the episode being a you know, first part of, of the corporate partner program with the NCA and seeing something grow, you know, one would say, do you have some sort of leadership tree, right? And people underneath you that have gone on to do you know, their leadership roles within the industry. And, and how has that you know, maybe sparked um, you know, some, some thoughts for you as, as you you know, continue to try and lead uh, at your organization? Well, for sure, there are, are, are protégés all over the place <laughs> from all of these years. Um, um, uh, it would be uh, a little bit of a challenge for me to remember them all right now, so I won't single out any because I would undoubtedly um, forget someone, but um, I have uh, been really blessed to have had a chance to uh, work with um, some very talented uh, young folks uh, over the over the course of, of all of these years, um, yeah, and without naming any of them, I will will tell you that um, you know all of them were um, significantly um, smarter than me when it comes to the uh, um, you know the elements of the uh, of, of the time that we were working in, um, you know whether it's um, you know marketing initiatives, promotional initiatives. Uh, you know now we're in a very digital time, and um, what um, I've had the uh, the benefit of of being able to do is is always surround myself with um, with, with very uh, smart and talented um, young folks that um, not only can um, you know benefit from the uh, relationship management skills that I have, uh, but also have these these types of um, um, you know abilities to to, to blend a, a really good relationship um, along with um, you know whatever the um, uh, the nuance of the day might be with regard to um, sales, marketing, and promotions. You know, you mentioned the relationship piece, and and that's 
arguably, I would say a common factor across so many of the 175 plus episodes we've done. And when you think about the relationship aspect of the industry, you know, what's maybe one piece of advice that you have for those that are trying to get their foot in the door right now, uh, especially during a challenging time where you're going to continuously try and build relationships over time that, again, it's not necessarily to try and get a job, right? But it's truly to build those genuine relationships that are, that are long lasting. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think, um, you know, the, the best piece of advice um, I think I could uh, give uh, is to be a part of a professional organization um, and not only be um, a member of that organization, but, um, you know, take advantage of the opportunity to um, meet people um, via um, a very active participant, um, you know, getting to uh, know members of that uh, organization. Um, and, um, and, you, and you nailed it right there, you know, by uh, having a relationship with somebody, not for the purpose of really getting uh, your next job, that, all, that, all, that obviously uh, happens a lot of time when somebody um, you get to know uh, will um, know you and know of your, your good work and then at, a, uh, at an opportune time uh, recommend you for a job that they may know that's open um, either at, um, at, at, at another place or along with them. And so um, developing relationships, managing relationships, um, is something that um, I found very valuable uh, over the course of my career um, for the purpose of, um, of uh, exchanging information, you know, getting, getting to know people and, and having them um, share their experiences with you. You know, the, you know, the whole act of commiserating um, is, uh, is, is invaluable. You know, the opportunity to collaborate sometimes also comes into play. But then um, when it comes time for um, you know, taking it, advantage of another opportunity in your career. Uh, that's another time when relationships can really come in handy. You know, you mentioned the, the opportunities within a career. Look, some are definitely in that transition phase. Some are, you know, trying to go from grad school into a, a position at some point, or, you know, there's, there's this fan transition of, of life right now and in the uncertain times. And, I want to reflect on some of the transitions that you've made going from, you know, opportunity to opportunity and the challenges that you may have faced and how you dealt with them and some of those insights that you might might lead to others uh, through your past experiences and, and how, you know, dealing with transitions uh, is applicable to, to any context and any time. Well, uh, I've been really fortunate that um, you know, jobs that I've um, moved into um, were not um, Alfred's term train wrecks uh, when I got them. Um, I uh, got uh, positions that um, allowed me to um, ease into those roles and uh, let the roles come to me as opposed to uh, having to, um, you know, essentially show up and have and, and having to change the world. Um, and I think I've been lucky along those lines. Um, I don't know that um, it was by choice that I did that. I'd, I'd like to say that uh, I was smart enough to have, have only moved into jobs where I could, um, uh, you know, let the job come to me, you know, uh, and, and and not have to, um, you know, cure cancer uh, right there on the spot, uh, right out of the, the, the gates. And but 
I think um, when when you have the benefit of of, of going to a new job and um, having a chance to um, uh, talk to as many people as you can, do as much listening as you can, um, you know, manage uh, developing relationships, managing relationships, uh, finding out, um, you know, uh, what uh, may have happened well with the uh, previous person in your position, what may have happened not so well with the previous person in your position, um, you know, asking questions about, um, you know, what, uh, what, what could or should it look like going forward and, uh, and going from there, you know, making, um, making up your mind, you know, working with uh, your, your new colleagues to um, you know, create a new, new path for success uh, for the organization that you've gone to work for. And so that's, that's something that certainly uh, worked well um, for me and um, might, might even work well for others. And you, as you've gone through those transitions, different opportunities, different types of landscapes, being at the college football playoff, you got one day a year, right? <laughs> that's for sure. And, you know, that, that's something that, um, you know, we talk about uh, a lot, you know, unlike being on campus uh, where you've got um, hundreds of events and if you mess up uh, on one day, you've got another day to, um, to, to rectify it. It's uh, very unlike uh, working in professional sports where you've got um, you know, multiple games. You know, in, in baseball, you've got 162, not so much this year. Uh, basketball, you've got 82. In football, you've got 16. In, in pro football, you've got 16. Um, and so if you, um, if you don't have uh, good success on, on, on one day, you've got another day to, um, uh, to, to rectify it. You know, what we do at the college football playoff, um, you know, we, we, we plan so well that um, um, even if we um, come up a little bit short um, in some initiative that we're, we've been working on for, for, for 12 months since the last time uh, we did it, um, you know, only us will know that it's not um, what it was supposed to have been, you know, for, um, for our fans, uh, for our administrators, for our coaches, especially for our student athletes, um, you know, if, if if we do something and um, it, it comes up a little short, um, so long as they think that it was the best experience they ever had, we're 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 still pretty satisfied, and we know that um, come the next day after the national championship game, we're back at our desk uh, working on that next one. Um, you know, we've got work to do to um, even. Um, improve on the, the just finished um, game. You know, it's, um, uh, we, we're always looking to pitch a, a perfect game. Uh, we haven't pitched one yet, and uh, we'll, we'll, we're hoping that uh, we'll, we'll get that done real soon. And, you know, you mentioned the perfect game, and look, there's, there's always mistakes. There's always things that uh, happen. You know, I think back to, like, the Super Bowl when the lights went out, right? Like, there's always bound <laughs> to be something. Um, That's right. You know, we, we, we had Frank Supovitz on, ah, gosh, it was probably over a year now on this podcast talking about, you know, all the, the, the freak out that, that was happening as the lights go off in, you know, in the middle of the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. But as, as, as you think about, you know, what you're responsible for and, you know, I love how you positioned it where, you know, you've got a bunch of different initiatives, right? So it's not just that one day. There's, there's a lot more to it. You've got, uh, you know, two semifinal events, right? You've got the build up to that. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you position a one-day event into, obviously you have, what, three games in a sense, but 
um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot more to it. And for some event out there, you know, that is only one time a year, how do you make it, you know, a prolonged event? So the good news about um, our entire playoff uh, is that uh, the, the, the suit semifinal games um, are hosted by um, existing uh, long time, uh, well-established bowl games. Um, you know, this year it's the, uh, the Rose Bowl game as well as the All-State All Sugar Bowl game. You know, these are iconic events in and of themselves that have been going on for a very long time. And uh, we are uh, thankful for the opportunity to um, uh, execute our semifinal games uh, at those games. And so uh, when, our, when our fans, our, our administrators, our coaches and our student athletes, you know, go to those games, we know that they're gonna have uh, a wonderful experience, um, a more of a, a bowl experience um, at, at those games uh, when they go there. And, and if they are su successful in, in winning those games, when they come to the national championship game, um, it's not. It's not just. It, it is um, a business trip for them, and they come, they're coming there to win the national championship. Um, the the other uh, really um, good part about it uh, for um, you know the family and the friends and the uh, fans of our of our teams, um, the national championship is is more than just that game on that Monday evening in January. Uh, we 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 turned it into national championship weekend uh, where the game is the culmination uh, but uh, the three days before we have events like um, playoff fan central which is a uh, a family-oriented football festival that we uh, often conduct um, in a convention center in the city of the national championship game we have AT&T playoff playlists live which is a three-day concert series where we have a-list performers perform um, on the evenings uh, leading up to the national championship game. Uh, on game day, um, prior to the kickoff of the national championship game, we have an event called Championship Tailgate, where um, uh, fans with tickets to the game have an opportunity to um, come and eat and drink and um, be a part of uh, a variety of activations that we have on the grounds of the uh, stadium that will host the national championship game. And then there are a variety of other events um, going on over the course of the weekend leading up to the national championship game that, um, um, you know, a, a variety of constituents uh, to the game, to the college football game, to the college athletics industry are being a part of. And um, that makes it a very big event at that point. And it's not just, um, you know, the experience that everybody's having at the game that is on the line. It's a, it's a collection of events that uh, people are coming there to be a part of and, and having a good time, um, getting some things accomplished. Um, there, there again is an opportunity for a lot of um, relationship management and relationship building uh, that a lot of people in our industry are, are doing uh, during national championship game weekend. And, um, you know, then comes Monday night when we, uh, when we try to put on that perfect game for all of the, the, the fans, uh, the administrators, the coaches, and especially our student athletes. It's, um, we're, we're, we're in this business uh, for those, those student athletes that are, that are playing the game that they so love. No, it's, it's great to kind of hear you explain what, what really all goes into it. I, I was 
think back, I was actually fortunate enough to be part of the very first semifinal game, having worked at the Rose Bowl. And uh, gosh, back when I think it was Oregon versus Florida State uh, with, with Jameis Winston. And uh, But, you know, you, you think about the experience that you're providing um, and, and where it goes forward, right? How do you continue to build upon it? And how do you continue to make it bigger and better and greater um, as, as you look forward and, and you've learned, right, so much from all of your past experiences, what's maybe one thing that, that you've thought about, hey, could this be possible, right, in, in you know, this next year or the year after the year after, thinking um, what's, what is possible and, and why not do something new? Well, uh, one of the, um, you know, cool things about working in conference offices and, and, and working with, um, with administrators and coaches and, and student athletes is a, uh, is a, is a, is a follow-up meeting, um, a wrap-up conversation with the participants. And um, I've been in the business for a long time. I'm, I've, I've yet to go into a, one of those conversations where we, we go in with, a, with, a, with an open tablet. We, uh, we have a clean slate. And we say, um, we hope you had a good time. Uh, we hope it was a wonderful experience for you. What could we have done better? And invariably, we walk out of there with a good 10 to 20 pages worth of items that um, everybody seems to think we could have done better. And so every year, we work on making things better. You know, it, it, I don't know that it'll ever happen that uh, we go into one of those and somebody says, you know what? We had such a great time. We're going to send you home with a with that with that tablet still clean. <laughs> but it hadn't happened yet, and um, and that's okay. You know, we uh, we're working with um, with human human beings that um, have um, different uh, expectations that they come to the table with, and uh, we've got to um, do as good a job as we can to um, uh, anticipate what those expectations might be, and um, and, and, and do what we can to, to meet those expectations as soon as those folks um, arrive and, and want to partake in, in our event. No, absolutely. And as we wrap up the episode, I, I, I have to ask, you know, through your journey, um, random, but where's the, where's the best place you've lived? <laughs> the best place I've lived and probably the place where I will retire uh, is Asheville, North Carolina. Um, ah, the tourist you know, town. Beautiful place in Western North Carolina. Um, uh, I can't. I can't imagine that anybody that grew up with me in in, in Houston, Texas, would think that I would want to, um, uh, you know, retire to a place uh, that has mountains and um, beautiful scenery. But um, it, that's that's the spot. You know, we 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 will be there at some point um, after uh, this episode's done. Not this episode <laughs> of your podcast, but uh, <laughs> this episode of my career. <laughs> There you go. Well, Alfred, uh, really appreciate the insights and advice and, and thoughts about your journey through through the industry and, and obviously love what you're doing with college football playoff um, and, and looking forward to that next game, you know, and, and I think um, a lot can be learned from, from your journey and your experiences and appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me.